Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. to hear that's what I like to hear for this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it so where were you yesterday ah yesterday was wow Wednesday and we got some socially conscious news from our girlfriend Vivian And she talked about mm, the warning to Americans to stop putting the checks in the mail. Yeah, you know, really for the majority of Americans or what it seemed like the majority of Americans, you know, we have stopped putting checks in the mail and we have opted for pay by phone or pay by via the internet but uh, mm, you'd be surprised 680,000 reports came from the banks about check fraud yes can you imagine 680,000 reports from the bank and 300,000 mail theft reports from USPS. Yes, that's the United States Postal Service. Who would have thought that 3.4 billion checks were written? Yeah. Well, again, you know, when it has your routing number and your uh, account number, on the check, and that check falls into the wrong hands, man, oh, man, oh, man, what a mess that can become. Because think about it. How do you find out that someone's gotten a hold to your checking account? Ooh, or checking account information. Yeah, that's after they've gone all into your checking account. Yeah, so... You know, we talked about the, you know, the other 
alternatives such as, you know, internet payment when you put your credit card or banking information into the internet and somebody gets their hands on it that way, well, mm, the safest way is when you call and you make, you know, the payment by phone and you talk to someone live and that's only when you use a verified phone number for the creditor. Okay. All right. Well, Vivian also talked about the New York City Department of Corrections will no longer advise the public as to how many deaths occur in the New York City Department of Corrections. So in other words, we will no longer know how often a inmate dies in the DOC custody. Yeah. Can you imagine that? They are going to go buck wild. 4,998 inmates died in jails nationwide before they could even have their day in court. Now, talk about some negligence. Now, remember, you had a couple of uh, guys here in New York City, DOC, who committed suicide. So one might say, well, whose fault is that? Well, A, we don't really know if they committed suicide. We didn't see enough of that on TV. Number two, if they did, you know, it's not that easy to do. So were they being monitored correctly is the question. Well, guess what that means? That means that DOC was not doing their job well. Yes, the correction officers were not doing their job well, possibly. So, again, they don't have to let you know. Now, they do have to let the Department of Justice know, and they do have to let the families know. We know that. But uh, without the pressure of the public, how often will these things really go without getting the smoke and steam that they need, you know? Come on. They are really going to literally get away with murder. Oh, my, 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 my. Well, we also talked about those heartless individuals, or in case this was a solo act, the heartless individual who intentionally poured acid on slides in the park. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the babies fell victim to sliding down the, you know, the little slide in the park and and was really injured uh, when the acid was on their skin. Burns, swelling were only some of the uh, effect and injuries of these poor little babies. And hopefully they'll be able to catch the perpetrator or perpetrators because they believe that they should have gotten burned from the acid as well. 
So considering that, you probably need some type of hospital assistance in treating these injuries. They might be able to catch these individuals or that person, whichever one. So, you know, needless to say, we have a whole lot of reasons to pray. As always, as always, you know, it's it's a shame that, you know, this is this is news, you know, and unfortunately our news is not getting any better. Nope, 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 nope. Not any, 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 any better. And, you know, we we uh <sighs> It really shows that we really need God in this in this world. We really need God in our lives. Yeah. Because this is an ugly situation that we're dealing with from day to day. All righty. All righty. Well, that's how we spent our Wednesday. Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday. The day we talk about our health, whether it's physical health, Mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, financial health, any type of health we could think of. We talk about it here on this due time with Pastor Steph. And boy, it can become quite broad. And uh, we're giving God thanks that we are on this side of the week. Yeah, because as you know, everybody didn't make it. All righty. All righty. So, come on, come on, come on. You know, we're going to get our morning started. And come on and take that ride with us. So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph. It's on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Well, we've always thought that PPA was rare. You know, in series of uh, dementia cases, it's usually 10% or less. Uh, But uh, it has an earlier age of onset than Alzheimer's. So... If you take people that are having language problems or even memory problems in their 50s and early 60s, PPA is as common as Alzheimer's disease. So I would say it's not rare that most practicing neurologists see cases of it.
Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Therapeutic Thursday. Yes. Today we talk about our health in all shapes, forms, and fashions. And, you know, we get pretty creative around here. And, it, you know, on its uh, due time with Pastor Steph, when it's time to talk about our health, it's pretty broad. Yeah. And I got one for you today, really. And when this came up under my health report, I was really, really amused today. And I was trying to figure out, what am I going to talk about today? Because I got some news. I got some news. But, you know... Not all the time are you feeling the news and, you know. But my due time crew always has a way of, you know, livening things up. But uh, as we give God thanks for sparing our lives, yeah, we're going to really give God thanks today because, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, we get ready to talk about some stuff. Wow. Well, 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 guess what came up this morning? And it's called Intermittent Explosive Disorder. Now, you might say, I've never heard of intermittent explosive disorder. But I beg to differ because intermittent explosive disorder involves repeated sudden episodes of impulsive, aggressive, violent behavior or angry outbursts in which you react grossly out of proportion to the situation. Road rage, domestic violence or abuse, throwing or breaking objects, or other temper tantrums may be signs of intermittent explosive Disordered. <clears throat> wow. Talk about a name for everything. Yeah, I'm like, yo. I surely, I surely didn't think that was going to come up when I saw that title. Well, they say that these intermittent explosive outbursts cause you significant distress, negatively impact your relationships, work and school, and they can have legal and financial consequences. They say that intermittent explosive disorder is a chronic disorder that can continue for years 
Although the severity of outbursts may decrease with age and treatment involves medications and psychotherapy to help you control your aggressive impulses. Now, the symptoms, I mean, this thing here, they really talk about this thing here. Yes. So, you ready? I'll be writing because they're going to talk about some stuff today. Explosive er eruptions occur suddenly with little or no warning and usually last less than 30 minutes. These episodes may occur frequently or be separated by weeks or months of non-aggression, less severe verbal outbursts, may occur in between episodes of physical aggression. You may be irritable, impulsive, aggressive, or chronically angry most of the time. You know, how many of you fit that bill? (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. Aggressive episodes may be preceded, may be preceded or accompanied by rage, irritability, increased energy, racing thoughts, tingling, tremors, palpitations, and chest tightness. Wow. Now, I always tell y'all, I don't look through, you know, um, I don't look through this whole thing. I just look at, like, the first couple of things. So most times as you're getting the information, I'm getting the information also. So, let's see what else they say. The explosive verbal and behavioral outbursts are out of proportion to the situation with no thought of consequences and can include <clears throat> temper tantrums, tirades, heated arguments, shouting, Slapping, shoving, or pushing, physical fights, property damage, threatening, or assaulting people or animals. Mm-mm-mm. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Wow. I still got stuff, y'all. I still got stuff. And I'm going to, when I finish with this, I'm going to ask anybody, everybody, do you have a, um, uh, 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 let's see, um, an idea of where I'm going with this this morning? Or what, what is one of the things we know of that most people actually have. Now, it's funny because I just got 
Um, <laughs> um, I just got a text, and somebody wrote me, wow, we know some people with that intermittent explosive disorder. <laughs> you better believe. Whoa, 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 whoa. All righty. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, in saying that, let me go back to my causes of intermittent explosive disorder. The causes. Ready? Now, check this out. They say intermittent explosive disorder can begin in childhood after the age of six or during the teenage years. It's more common in younger adults than in older adults. And the exact cause of the disorder is unknown, but it's excuse me, probably caused by a number of environmental and biological factors. Environment is one of the causes, and they say most people with this disorder grew up in families where explosive disorder and behavior and verbal and physical abuse were common. Being exposed to this type of violence at an early age makes it more likely these children will exhibit these same traits. Wow. Genetics. There may be a genetic component causing the disorder to be passed down from parents to children. Mm. And another cause is differences in how the brain works. There may be differences in the structure, function, and chemistry of the brain in people with intermittent explosive disorder compared to people who don't have the disorder. Wow. Wow. And, uh, hmm, some of the risk factors. History of physical abuse or history of other mental health disorders. Wow. Now, here's where we go to the serious part. Complications. Well, people with intermittent explosive disorder have an increased risk of impaired interpersonal relationships, They're often perceived by others as always being angry. They may have frequent verbal fights, or they can be physical abuse. These actions can lead to relationship problems, divorce, and family stress. Number two, complication. Trouble at work, home, or school. Other complications of intermittent explosive disorder may include job loss, school suspension, car accidents, financial problems, or trouble with the law. Three, problems with mood. Mood disorders such as depression and anxiety often occur with intermittent explosive disorder. Number four, problems with alcohol or substance abuse. 
Problems with drugs or alcohol often occur along with intermittent explosive disorder. Physical health problems, number five. Medical conditions are more common and include high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke ulcers and chronic pain, excuse me, self-harm, number six, intentional injuries or suicidal attempts sometimes often occur. Wow, now. Does anybody know anybody else with, what are you calling this now, intermittent explosive disorder? Wow. Well, let me tell you something. After I started reading this to y'all and to myself, man, I realized I know a whole lot of people with intermittent. Ha! <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm starting to get some names out here. Yes, I'm starting to recognize that a whole lot of people I know have intermittent explosive disorder. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, guess what? If you have road rage, they say that is number one. An intermittent explosive disorder. Woo! <clears throat> now, you know, you know that you know that you know that you know that uh, you know somebody with road rage. You probably know five or six people with road rage. Well, actually. That's what impulsive explosive disorder is, or intermittent, rather. Intermittent explosive disorder. Road rage is sitting number one at the top at the top of the list. Yeah. And you think that, you know, this stuff is not mental. But as you saw, as you hear, this stuff here is really, really bad. You know, and I was looking through the news over some stuff that, you know, they say about, um, what do you call it, um, road rage. And remember, one of the things that came up, one of the stories that came up was, remember last year we did the story about the two dads who were shooting in the car because of the road rage, and one drove up, ended up driving up to the house and when one shot in the in the car, he shot his daughter and the other one shot the other one's daughter and one wasn't charged with um with uh any any um he was he didn't receive any charges because it was like self defense. Yeah. Remember that? That's one that came up when I Pulled up, you know, road rage incidences. That was when they came up. And, you know, if you know somebody who has road rage, send me a story. Send me a story. I'll read them in between. 
I'm willing to read it in between because I'm going to talk to my due time crew about it. Yeah, I am. Here I am. Well, I got some other intermittent explosive disorder stories, I'm sure. When I pulled up my news last night, I did not pull up this medical part. You know, I always give our little medical thing in the morning. So let's see how many of these stories fit the bill. All righty. Well, we know this one does it. Hold on. I need five-second break, please. Thank you. Well, this dead woman actually wakes up in her coffin. Now, we didn't heard of this before. This is nothing new. But uh, always worth talking about. So out in Ecuador, they were having this wake for a woman who is 76, Ms. Bella Montoya. And thank God she regained consciousness during the wake. Now, they say that she she was buried, was going to be buried rather, because thank God she wasn't buried. But while they were having the wake, just four hours after she was declared dead. Now, see, there's the first problem. Now, here in, see, a lot of, a lot of countries, they do not wait to, you know, really, quote, unquote, bury these people or treat the body and things like that before, you know, they finish. They, they do the, you know, the funeral stuff. And, well, thank God that she was able to show that she was alive. So, but here's the problem. Now, check this out. They say this happened like four hours after she was declared dead with a medical examiner providing a death certificate. Now, how we do all of this? How, now, see, that's where it becomes questionable because we're trying to figure out if there's some money involved. Four hours. Now, here, I'm going to tell you right now, that don't work like that here. That does not work like that here. You ain't getting no death certificate in no four hours. Not at all. So, they say that... Um, they say cardiorespiratory arrest caused her to suffer like a trans-like, a, yeah, trance-like condition. They say marked by the rigidity of the body, decreased sensitivity to pain, and slower bodily functions such as breathing. So here's what they're saying. They're saying <laughs> that homegirl appeared dead. Because of this condition. So, as a result, 
they believed she was dead and got a death certificate based on that. Now, this also came from the medical staff at the hospital. Yes. So, now check this out. So, as of the writing of this article, uh, Ms. Bella was being treated at the same hospital that declared her dead. Now, I'm sorry. See, out in Ecuador, you know, they probably don't have a whole lot of hospitals like we do. You know, out here, we got Jamaica, you go, you know, you got um, North General, you've got, you know, uh, Main, you know, what do you call that thing? Columbia Presbyterian Queens. You got all kinds, you got Flushing Hospital, you got all kinds of things. So, ain't nowhere in the world you here in New York City, you gonna be declaring somebody declaring somebody dead on at, at five minutes to five, and then at ten minutes <laughs> ten minutes to six, you gonna be at that same hospital? Nah, man. People generally switch hospitals, but because they probably don't have a whole lot of options, yeah. Miss Bella was at the same hospital, but if I had to keep her home, she would have been home. Yeah, well, thank God she was able to, you know, indicate that she was alive because they probably would have buried her alive. She had stayed in that trance-like state, as they call it, for a little while longer. Homegirl would have been buried alive. Well, they're not really taking this laying down because they said they are going to do some serious digging as to how whoever wrote up that death certificate wrote that death certificate. He or she going to have to answer some questions, and probably it ain't no she. He going to have to answer some questions. Yeah. Well, they said this ain't the only time in Ecuador because they said that relatives of a three-year-old girl was stunned when they noticed that the glass window of her coffin was fogging up at the funeral viewing. Well, whatever you do, don't die in Ecuador, Mexico, and all them foreign countries because you, you might be buried alive. What else are we talking about today? Mm, talking about your health. Oh, now, I, I I thought we had done this story. Oh, boy, there was a story just like this because as I started doing the reading, I realized that, no, when I saw the pictures, we had not done this story. Well, and, and you know, talk about, you know, strange. You'll understand what I'm talking about. So they've got this seven-year-old little girl, poor thing. You know, they say nearly four months after she was stabbed, um, she's recovering. But she was stabbed more than a dozen times by her grandmother. Now, they say little Sophia, um, they say she used to love to sing and dance. And, you know, she has not made a sound since she was stabbed. 15 times. Her dad is the one who's talking to the news. 
Now, I'm telling you this for a reason, because we're going to talk about this thing here. Because I got to know if, you know, I'm the only one who feels a certain kind of way. So they say, Lil Sophia loved to play the piano. Um, her dad says she loved to be around people. Very caring and loving little girl. Now, they say back in February, Sophia and her little sister were sleeping over at Grandma's house, which was a norm in the Bronx. They did quite often. But on this particular day, Grandma kind of flipped. So she stabbed the little girl multiple times. And they say that Grandma slashed Sophia's throat, and in the stabbing, she pierced vital organs when she stabbed her with a kitchen knife, and by God's grace, this little girl survived. She spent two months in a coma, and they said that, you know, the doctor said that she would never talk or move again. Well, they ended up transferring her out to New Brunswick for long-term therapy. And again, by the grace of God, she was able to sit in a wheelchair. So that was definitely a miracle. So Dad says, you know, that they're praying every day. They've got a lot of hope. Now, Grandma is in Rikers. Yeah, she's, she's out on Rikers. And I can tell you right now, Grandma ain't, I, I'm, I'm surprised Grandma's still alive over at Rikers. <clears throat> but here's the thing. That Grandma is Dad's mom. Yeah. Dad who's speaking, his mom is Sophia's grandma who stabbed Sophia, and they ain't got no answers. And they say that Dad is choked up because he's stuck between loyalty to mom and devotion <laughs> I know what gets y'all riled up You should see the number The things popping up over here The devotion between mom I'm sorry Let me rephrase that Right The loyalty to mom And devotion to the daughter They say that he has visited mom on Rikers But has not asked her about the attack because it is too painful. He says his mother is not criminal. Something happened that day, such as the devil. He doesn't know. And she's all she's always been a loving grandma. Now, Lo Sophia, needless to say, has a long road ahead of her. She breathes and eats through tubes, and she does not recognize anyone right now. 
And that's how it ends. <sighs> okay, so you, the silence was not for dr- for dramatic purposes. The silence is because I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of speechless. But we're going to talk about that one. We're going to talk about that one. We're going to talk about that one. So does that fall under the intermittent explosive disorder? Oh, we got to talk. We got to talk. We got to talk. What else? Well, 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 well. I got a couple of other things. Uh, do y'all hear the charming over here? <laughs> All right. Come on, come on. We, I got a couple more minutes before I pull my crew on. All right. I did not tell you we, the, the news always comes up with the, with, with, the, with the good stuff when we need it. So we're talking about intermittent explosive disorder, right? And remember what I read. And let's see if we got a couple of others. All right. They say a teenage girl went buck wild over in China with her mother's debit card. So they say Gong Yai Wang or Yai Wang (sighs) (sighs) learned about the spending spree in late May after receiving a call from a teacher at her daughter's boarding school who worried about the child because she thought she was addicted to pay-to-play games. So when Gong checked her bank account, she realized that she had $64,000, and at the time she checked the bank account, she had, drum roll please, seven cents. (laughs) Well, I got to tell y'all, Forget about the furniture moving. There would have been some intermittent explosive disorder going on up in here, up in here. So she discovered that from January to May, her daughter had spent about $16,800 buying game accounts and almost 30000 on in-game purchases. Now, this is a 13-year-old child we're talking about. They say the girl also transferred money to at least 10 classmates who wanted to buy some game products for themselves. And all of that brought it to a total of 64000 So she told them that not only was she spending, but... The kids, she told the kids about it, and the kids kept harassing her all day, so she started giving away the money. So the mother is saying that she never thought, as she was weeping, <laughs> that she never thought that a 13-year-old child could do something like this. And she said that her daughter linked her mother's debit card to her mobile phone but didn't know where the money came from or how much she was spending. Well, how did she? How was she able to do all of this then? So by the time 
they got to the phone, she had deleted the chat and transaction records to hide the payments from her parents. And man, oh man, oh man. So now mom ain't got no money. So would you consider that intermittent explosive disorder? You know, she just bust out and started spending money. I don't know, (laughs) y'all. All right, come on. I got a couple more minutes. I got a couple more minutes. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see what else. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. We got an update on the six-year-old shooter's mama. All right. <clears throat> well, we all know what happened when the six-year-old took the gun to the school and shot the teacher and they had been warned and all of this kind of stuff of his previous behavior, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe the little boy had six-year intermittent explosive disorder. Now, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to tell you, remind you of what they say. Um, Wait, 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 wait. I want to read this to you before we go to mom. Okay, they say the causes of intermittent explosive disorder can begin in childhood after the age of six years old, or during the teenage years, okay? So let's see if, you know, if mom is going to be able to, you know, say maybe he had low intermittent explosive disorder. Well, Deja Taylor, mama, who's 25, she entered a plea of guilty on accusations that she lied. Now, check this out. Let me tell you something. Didn't I, they, I, I told y'all when they got to mama, they was going to drag her through the mud. Because they held on to this thing a little too long. So check this out. She entered a plea of guilty on accusations that she lied about her marijuana use on a form when purchasing the gun that the little boy used. Because remember, they held on to, oh, well, this gun was legal because she had purchased it legally. Yeah, well, well, well. They say during the investigation following the incident, they say the bureau, the ATF and explosives department searched her home and found 24.5 grams of weed. Okay? Now, how does this, why does this matter? They said that the prosecutors say that her record showed that she was pulled over by local police in 21 and they found weed cereal bars next to her son. Now, when she was in court, she denied any knowledge of knowing that the drugs were in the car. But they were near your son. So her attorney's agreed to a plea of um, guilty, a guilty plea, and that includes a sentence of 18 to 24 months in jail. Now, they say that, you know, of course, this tragedy is, you know, a complete mistake, but she takes full 
responsibility for her son's actions, and she said she feels guilt. She will feel guilt for the rest of her life. So they're trying to figure out who's going to take care of the kid while mama going to be in jail because she's going to be sentenced in October, and she's going to jail. Oh, that's not, remember now, she's going to jail for between 18 to 24 months. All right, now, here's the juicy part. They say she entered a plea of not guilty on felony charges of child neglect and endangering a child by reckless storage of a firearm in her first appearance, because remember she talked about how the, you know that the the thing was all up high, the gun was up high or whatever, and they don't know how she got to it. But let me tell you how this becomes even worse for her. They're saying that they're even challenging that the gun was legally purchased now. Not only that, they say that she's being charged with being an unlawful user of a controlled substance in possession of a firearm and making a false statement during the purchase of a firearm. They say according to the court documents, she made a false claim on the firearms transaction form she filled out when she bought a 9mm gun in 22. Section G of that form asks, are you an unlawful, now why they ask, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance. They should go to jail for asking the question and expecting people to answer this question honestly. Because half of them who was buying the gun party was high when they bought it. They should go to jail. So they say that her attorney <laughs> issued a statement saying that she plans to plead guilty to the new charges. And, again, she suffered from postpartum depression following a series of miscarriages which led up to the shooting. So they say that the information was an agreed procedure which eliminated the need for the government to take the case to a grand jury. We intend to present mitigating evidence that we trust the court will view favorably at sentencing later this year following preparation of a pre-sentence report. Now, if she's convicted on state charges, she faces five to ten years in prison. On federal charges, she will be forced to give up her firearm and ammunition. They gonna make sure. Let me tell you something. They gonna make sure she won't be able to buy a popsicle when this is over. 
Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. <sighs> Where my due time crew at? Because this here is something else. Let's say good morning to our girl Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am well. Thank you much better than yesterday. Thank you very much for asking. How are you? I am doing well, but the entire world has gone wild. (laughs) (laughs) You think so? Girl, 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 girl. Well, we started this whole... Uh, this morning with our news, our medical, uh, you know, our medical information this morning was about intermittent explosive disorder. And, boy, did you find that to be quite interesting or what? Yeah, I started, yeah, started. <laughs> reviewing friends and family. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Oh, you definitely got it. <laughs> did it? I mean, did it really make you? Because I don't know about anybody else who listened, but I'm with Tamika. As I started reading, I man, people's faces started popping up in my in my head. People started going, the names started popping up in my head. Was that you, Tamika? Absolutely. I started looking at, you know, things and behavior that people in the past that I've, you know, been involved with, you know, like, why did they do such and such, you know, and I I started thinking, you know, I confirmed, oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, I started thinking the same thing, girl. Started thinking the same thing. Well, let's talk about some of this news and see if this stuff ended up being some of this intermittent explosive disorder. Well, Grandma, Grandma, who stabbed the baby seven years old 15 times, Dad says that this was a common um, occurrence that she and her little sister would go visit Mom in the Bronx, that... You know, mom, mom is, let me, let me, because I want to say what he said. I want to say what he said. He said, mom is not a criminal. Something happened that day. The devil. I don't know. She was a loving grandmother. Now, I want to remind you, because I want to know what you think. Now, I know that mom is not here anymore. You know, I'm um, sad to say, but he said he went to visit his mother, but he could not ask her about the attack because it was too painful. Now, I know you have no children of your own, Tamika, but let's just pretend that that niece or nephew you got was your own or even if they were the niece or the nephew, would you visit mom 
and would you not ask her about the incident? So if I'm taking my time to go out there and visit her, I don't care if it is my child or not, that's my family member. The first thing that I'm going to ask is, Mom, what in the world happened? Did you lose it? You know, what happened before? And we're not going to keep going by and I visit you and we talk about everything else but that one thing. You know, um, what crossed my mind? I'm listening to the verbalization of what you said. You said she was a beautiful grandma. You never said anything about motherhood. So what is it that you're not telling us? What is it that you're hiding? People don't just all of a sudden flip out. Not just sudden. There had to have been some form of sign. You know, maybe as you got older, somewhere in your mind you might have suppressed it. She had to have done something. You know, in your lifetime, whether it was explosive behavior verbally, you know, whether sometimes in your childhood she threw something at you, you know, they, people don't just all of this. I just know. And then you said the devil. So I'm like looking at that like mm, that didn't just suddenly happen. Something was escalating throughout the length of time. Was it? One of those things where, you know, grandma doesn't want, doesn't really want the responsibility of the grandchildren. And that particular time she snapped and lost it. But, again, she had to have shown some display of something that says, okay, I'm aggressive, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. Even if it's uh, one of those things that you hold in the background, you don't just flip out like, I, I just, I, I can't get that in my spirit. Nope, not at all. You know... I'm going to hold on to my comment. But what you said was like, wow, wow. That was like something that didn't cross my mind. I'm going to handle this the way um, I know I do Wednesdays because normally Wednesdays I do it a little differently. I, I got to do it this way because I, I need to sink. We need to sink our teeth into this story here. Oh, thank you for so much for joining us. Here's also, you're kind of going like up and down, in and out, at least on my end. So while we do the other rounds, um, with the other um, crew members, can you please check your phone? Because I don't want to miss anything you got to say on the next go round. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. All right, let's say good morning to our Pastor Charlene. Good morning, Pastor Charlene. Good morning, good morning. I'm glad you're feeling better, my darling. Thank you so much. Boy, I wasn't feeling well at all yesterday, but thank you so much. How are you today? You sounding good over there. I'm okay over here. <laughs> <laughs> all now. Did you hear the, the whole presentation of the intermittent explosive disorder? I didn't hear all of it, but when you were saying some of those things, so y'all were thinking about other people. I was thinking about me. Oh, do I? That's Girl, me. You were the first one that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank God for Jesus. <laughs> Our poor Pastor Charlotte. God has delivered her from intermittent explosive disorder, and there's still some remnants going on up in there, so she can't claim that that was her former life. No, I, I, I got to tell you, Pastor Charlotte, while you were thinking about you, uh, Tamika, did you think about Pastor Charlotte at all? Yes, 
I know she did. <laughs> Don't ask her. <laughs> she thought about it. The king thought about it the whole due time. Brother Al. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, I got to I gotta tell you, for all of the, for those of you who are on and you did not hear the, you know, I do the medical thing every Thursday morning. Well, this morning I took an extra couple of minutes because I stumbled on something that they call intermittent explosive disorder. You have got to hear because I'm going to tell you something. It's going to answer as to who is around you and why they have behaved the way they did. They got some chronic stuff going on up there in that brain. So you need to listen, and then that might help us to understand and pray a little more for Pastor Charlotte. But anyway, Amen. Now that you know, because you know, you know, it always starts at home. You always have to think of yourself first. Um, but we're talking about this grandma who, you know, and we've talked about other grandmas who have attacked their grandchildren. But this particular case here is really interesting because Dad is the one who's doing the interview with the Eyewitness News, and he's describing Grandma as this, you know, wonderful Grandma. He says he is choked up between loyalty to his daughter and, I'm sorry, loyalty to his mother and devotion to his daughter. He visited his mom in, uh, she's on Rikers, and he visited her, but he could not ask her about the attack because it was too painful. Pastor Charlotte, if this was you and your baby and your mama, what, I mean, what in your head, what goes through your mind when it said, you know, when he says he could not envision this? And there's a loyalty to his mother, and he's caught between the loyalty and the devotion to the daughter. Well, one, I'm not even understanding how he is going to visit the the mother. But then I thought about when Lady Tamika was saying, which we always say, you know, it's never a one time. So I thought about that as he's growing up, he has seen things, she has done things to him, and he has got immune to it, right, because he's a mama's boy. And so weird that she's always had these moments for him to say that, oh, the devil was just using her. He, She said that to him before. Um, we thank the Lord that the baby is, well, you know, still suffering, but still here, right? So now when you have to make a decision between your mother and your kids, you stay with your mama. You stay with your mama. Because your safe place was for him to stay there and visit her. That was his safe place. Once he he flipped, because I'm I'm the mother of the baby, so once he flipped, and he decided that he needed to say this about his mother and rescue his mama and go see his mama, your safe bet was to stay right there at the jail because I can't get you. Because now it would have been a whole nother way. So, see, that's why y'all keep praying for me. So, in the blacking out, that would have been me. Um, and with that, 
you already showing that it doesn't matter about nobody else but your mother. Now, how many men do we know, right? Because it made me think of how many men have put their mother first before anybody else. That's a problem. So she had already uh, got his mind from a child to an adult. So my, my thing would be that with this baby, when when God continue to heal this little girl, she's going to be resentful. She's she's not going to be able to to deal with him. And let alone if they just know somebody from the project, might not make it. That was just a, <laughs> that was just a little sidebar. Is this indication of intermittent explosive disorder? <laughs> yes. That's why I wanted to let you know. Still continue to pray for you. Oh, my goodness gracious. It was just a joke. I don't want people to think that I was Oh, my gosh. She is a mess. She is so mess. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, Pastor Charmin. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We sure didn't have a problem hearing your dress Oh, my goodness gracious. Let's say good morning to Shanties. Good morning, Shanties. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. That's good. That's good. All right. You've heard all of the the layout here. And, boy, uh, Tamika and, and Pastor Charlene, they've got some interesting concepts here. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying some of the stuff I hadn't even thought of. Wow. Um, Chartese, what's your thought here? Yeah. This is really disgusting. This, he's talking about the devil, yeah. She she allowed from before you were even born to be possessed by the devil. And there's been some type of curse put on you that I cannot imagine. I can imagine hearing this about somebody else's kid. And and I'm feeling that type of that level and that type of sympathy for whoever the the violent person was. I didn't even have to be related to the family. I could have been a neighbor. I could have been the one listening on the news. There is no way. What are you talking about? Split. He he's afraid to talk to her about anything, but he can never talk to her about like it was said what she did to him. So I never had the guts to talk to you about when you try to slam my head in the door. So how can I now talk to you about what you just did to my child? Wow. You have, you have no love for that kid at all, at all. There is no way you can love your kid and you don't love your mama. That's nothing but ignorance and fear. That is disgusting. And I, that's all I was thinking. I was like, well, where is the child's mother? Because he would have a hit out on him. Wow. Y'all are some vicious people. This is a Christian. This is a Christian. Wait, I'm, I'm, this is a Christian show. But if I was still. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Do I sound a little clearer? Uh, okay, keep talking, because I don't know yet. Okay, I was saying, uh, prior to me being covered by the blood of the Lamb, 
there's no way I wouldn't be able to have a hit out on you. How can I listen to you defend anybody? I wouldn't care who it is. But they just did this to our innocent child. This wasn't Chucky. You know, this wasn't self-defense. And I'm listening to you defend the person who almost killed our child. There's nothing you can say to explain or validate why you are on that side. Uh, you're still sounding muffled there saying, um, so can you move around, please? Um, but, you know, you all are bringing up some real uh Good points and and points I never even considered. I have to be honest. I never even considered that this could have been him actually the victim in his upbringing. When Tamika said it, I was like, oh. And then when Pastor Charlotte and I was like, oh. And then Shanti, I was like, oh. I ne- that never came to my mind. It just never crossed my mind. And you know, now that you're all talking about it, it's definitely a possibility because. You have to wonder, why is it that it is somewhere you're caught between, you know, the hairs of loyalty and devotion? My question is, where is loyalty? How could you be loyal to someone who just tried to murder your child? I don't care if you did think it was the devil or she was a loving grandmother. Ain't no loyalty there anymore if there ever was. Now, I, first of all, I'm with Tamika. I wouldn't be on Rikers Island for no other reason than to ask you what happened. How could you possibly make that trip? Because let me tell you something. I have been to Rikers Island, and you it takes five minutes to get there. You got to get on the train or the bus. Or you got to drive to the, I always call it to the pit, because you can't drive onto the island. So you can only get on the island via a public bus, unless you are an inmate. <laughs> Other than that, you ain't going no other way. You're going to go on that public bus, you're going to go across the, I still always call it across the bridge. You're going across the bridge. So. In your travels, that question had to be in your mind nine, six, eight hundred times. And that had to be the purpose that he went there. I'm, I'm really hoping because I can't imagine you going, you plan to go to this visit, on this visit. And you get on this, cause let me take, okay, so let me, let me help y'all with this process for those of you who don't know. So you gotta take the, you take the bus across the bridge. Then you have to go through hell <laughs> on the first layer. Hell on the first layer. Okay? You gotta go put yourself in a locker. You gotta go through the mag. You gotta possibly take off your bra. Don't wear no underwear bra. You gotta possibly take off your bra. You gotta be frisked. Yes, 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 yes. And then yes. And then you go through another process. Then you have to wait for that. Oh, then you gotta fill out papers. You gotta fill out papers. You gotta show ID. You gotta do all of that. And then you have to wait. 
for them to call his or her name of the inmate. You got to wait for them to come down. Then you get seated, so you still waiting. Then you wait until they open up the gate and everybody come on out, and then they sit down. And you have one-hour visit on Rikers. So the whole process from the time you cross the bridge <laughs> to the time you sit in front of them, it took you an hour, and all you got is an hour. So providing he did this entire visit, providing he did the entire visit, what did you talk about for an hour? For an entire hour. You did not have the heart to ask her about the attack? Then now that makes me believe what the three ladies have said. Something happened in your childhood. Because there's nowhere on God's green earth I'm going to go through all of that. To sit in front of you for an hour. Mm -hmm. And not you... What happened? Because, I, like I said, there wouldn't have been no other reason for me to visit. I would have had to wait for you to either get the 6 or the, or the 15. And for those of you who don't know that, they all get a free 6-minute and a free 15-minute call per day, every last one of them. They all get at least one of a one six and one fifteen. So I would have to wait for you to get the six or the fifteen for you to call me for me to ask you what the hell happened and you trying to kill my child. Cause I'm sorry, it wouldn't have been no visit. I don't even care if I didn't know the process. So I have to agree with. First of all, I have to get with Tamika. I can't imagine I'm gonna make this visit. And I'm not going to ask you why. So something, I have to agree, there's something that's really gone on in his past with her that has kept her, kept him from asking her about this. Because, you know, listen, let's even go with the Bible, leave and cleave. You didn't left the parents for your children and your family. So now you talk about mama, the girl's mama. Yeah, this ain't going to be a happy life for you either. After you gave up the news interview, <laughs> she ain't going to be happy with you. So I've ranted and raved enough. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. All right. Now, you got the girl who spent 64000 Now, let me break this down to you all again. She says, from Jan Mom says she found out that from January to May, the daughter spent sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars buying game accounts and almost thirty thousand on in game purchases. The girl also transferred money to at least ten classmates who wanted to buy game products also and that brought it to sixty four thousand dollars. So the sixty four thousand dollar question is Pastor Charlotte. Would you have been all right, this? <laughs> Would that intermittent explosive disorder kick in and put you on Rikers Island? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, my God. I want to know why Mama ain't checking her money. 
Okay. That's one. That's one. Two. Two. You. Uh, uh, had, a problem had a problem when she when started she spending started her, money her money on her friend. On her friend. Uh, uh, uh. So, so my, thing is, my thing is, remember back in the day when you got beat and they beat you with every word? Well, I would beat her <laughs> for every quarter. Dime, nickel, and penny. Trauma. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, don't mess with our money. So all of y'all that, oh, my goodness, how can you do that? Remember when the kids would go to the store and they take your change? I was mad then. So can you imagine you taking all of this money? It had been a situation. It had been a situation. It had been like the first story. Somebody would have got buried. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. Shantice, would you have been on Rikers Island for intermittent explosive disorder? I would have been all on Rikers. And I thought the same thing. I was like, well, we know who would have been, who, who's a breast, what, how do they say, the, the, the steam from the breast in the casket? It would have been obvious. <laughs> and it would have been like, he's going to shut up. So continue, continue reading the obituary. Thank you. Or it would have been like, Tupac's mother, like, no, nobody knew when, when she buried, when his mother buried. That's just like, how could be, and, you know, most kids, they end up doing that. Because I remember Pastor Charlotte, my mother, there used to be some furniture moving in here. And she sent you to the store and you didn't come back to Because she was crossing. <laughs> I remember she sent me to the to Walgreens with her her debit card, her debit card for something, and I was like, oh, that's what some cookies I wanted. So I went and as soon as I swiped the card, as soon as I swiped the card, my phone rang. I said hello. I said, what you want for five dollars and six cents? I'm like, what? I can't treat myself to some cookie. Now, you sent me to this. You know, so, it, and that was over $5,000 and something cents. How do you, as a child, so you let these kids bully you into selling them some money <laughs> so that they can play some games that you're not even going to be playing with them? So while you getting in trouble, they sitting over there playing them games. That was just silly. But yeah, it, wow. Yeah. Wow. All Thank right. you, Shantice. I know I'm not the only one that, you know, on that side because she was acting like she wasn't checking herself. But I thank you, baby. You my child. You, you my child. child. I think I ain't even spoke yet. So y'all, y'all know how I feel about this situation. Uh, Tamika, what say you? Sixty-four thousand down the drain. <laughs> Now, y'all know I ain't got no kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason. Because <laughs> yeah. there's some things that I'm just not going to go through. Now, what I find comical, in a sense, is that I know someone who kind of went through the same situation, but not to the depth of that amount of money. 
had just gotten paid, and she was buying some items for her son, who was actually building up. Uh, she had she had a credit card attached to the games because she had purchased a couple of things on games, and she never detached it. Well, she gave her phone to her son, and I think it might have been the week before. He just kept racking up stuff. He was doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff. She went to the store to go buy something, and you know that familiar phrase, your card declined. She was like, excuse me? Come again. So they swiped it again. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean my card is declined? I just got paid. Literally, when I say she just got paid and there was absolutely no money in her account. And it took, I promise you, her mother, her sister, myself, her husband, and a couple of other people to literally keep her from killing her son, you know, we, you know, and it's kind of funny because I had him at my house um, for uh, a, a period of time, then the, the sister took him, then the grandmother took him, and we had an event that weekend, and he was supposed to serve, and he would serve every table but that, but our table. He kept side-eyeing us, and unfortunately, we cracked the whole time. We was like, okay, you serving dinner. Uh, but you don't realize how close it is to the Last Supper for you. you know? So every time he came by, we kept cracking jokes. And, oh, my God. You know, it's only by the grace of God that he's still alive because, you know, you're trying to do everything you can for your child, you know, as they're growing up. You're trying to give them the, the, the life that they should have. And then you get to go. And, I mean, the things that she was buying was for the child that had racked up all this stuff on her account. You know, and she she didn't get the money back. I think I gave her some, um, and each person gave her a little bit so that she could endure. But can you fathom? Wait, wait. Yeah, and I know me. I no. Wait, wait, wait. My card is what? Say it again. No, no, no. Swipe it again. Swipe it five times. Swipe it twenty times. I know I have money. And when I finally get home uh, and find the source, oh yeah, I yeah. I'm going wow. to jail. Both of them. <laughs> wow. How, how did she find out that it was the son, um, Tamika? Did you tell me that already? Did you tell us that already? Uh, she asked him, and he came. He honestly came. He didn't have a choice because he was surrounded. And when this girl goes to, you know, level, and I've never seen her to that level since then, you know, she was, she was, Close to the point of blacking out, and I think that those two are probably somewhere really close. That um, impulse of, I'm sorry, um, I can't explosive disorder. Right, and blacking out. It, it, I think it could take you there. <laughs> wow. No, I, I can understand. I can definitely understand, you know, what that could have been like. You know, you just got your paycheck. And you go to swipe your card, ain't nobody got no explanation as to why this is declined. Yeah, you know, and then when you find out that it's your child. You know, when I read this, I was like, only in China could the mother be weeping. Because I'm like, weeping? There would have there been weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> there would have been weeping There'd have been weeping at the sentence when they said, you have three consecutive life sentences. No possibility of 
That's all I thought about. I was like, it said, I want to see when it says, um, she weeping as she spoke, Gong's daughter told, I was like, weeping? Nah, nah, nah. It would have been weeping and gnashing the teeth. That's about all the weeping it would, that would have been happening because it wouldn't have been no weeping other than the daughter. Because as the mama, $64,000, the first thing that came to my mind was the same thing Pastor Charlotte said. You ain't never checked your bank account? Did, do you hear what I said? She said when she did further investigating, she found out that between January and May, the daughter had spent around $16,800. You know that ain't there on this side of the fence. Because if you got six, mm-hmm. if you managed to get $64,000 in the bank, you checking that bad boy every day. Let me just. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm missing 16 cents. Who's going to You are checking that account on the regular. Ain't no way in the world between January and May. Listen, you wouldn't have gotten between January 1st and January 5th without finding out when <laughs> something went wrong. Yep. Ain't no way in the world. You gonna go six, seven, five months? No. So I'm like, what kind of money did she have in her pocket? that she never touched the $64,000 or she never banked, you know, and saw the, the, uh, the movement of the balance, nothing. I'm like, yo, you know, this here, this here. Now, we got a couple. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe she was, putting that money away, let's, let's do a benefit of the doubt. Maybe she was putting the money away to buy something, you know, a house or something, right? Absolutely. And so she might have had a conversation with her daughter, you know, she knows that we're going to move or whatever, and so we putting this money away for whatever. So she probably, maybe that's why she never checked it on a regular, um, because she just, you know, you trust your children. Who would ever think that, right? The first thought was you would never think that your kid would steal from you. So I thought of that, but then I thought about us being raised. Remember back in the day when everybody beat you? So they wouldn't have been able to go to my house. So everybody should have got a beating that day. Instead of y'all helping her out, Tamika, everybody should have been beating that butt back in the day. That's what you got. You did something, everybody beat you, called you, promised you a beat, right? Remember those days? They needed to bring those days back. Well, mm-hmm. i got to tell you, Pastor Charlin, I thought about the fact that, you know, she was holding on to this $64,000 for a reason, whether it was a house, a car, a yacht, your, your retirement. I'm sorry. I'm not putting no $64,000 in the bank, and I ain't never checking it. I don't care if I never mm-hmm. told anybody. Shantice, I m- try to make sure I tell her 99% of the things that go on in my life because we all have known that at 801, I'm, I'm fine, and by 805, somebody got me on the surgical table. So anything can shift. However, I'm not putting my money in no bank, and I'm not ever checking the balance. No. 
I don't care what I got it in there for. I just need to make sure that the bank people, all the check, check the cashiers and the, and everybody else, ain't ran up with my money. Now, I may not check it every day because not, that's not me. I don't babysit money like that. And I'm going to tell you something. If anybody could rip off somebody, it's me because that's why I don't lend nobody no money because I, I forget you owe me. So, you, you, that just goes to show you right there, I don't pay attention to a dollar. But I'm not going to leave my money in no bank from no January through May, and I never check a balance? Nah. Mm-hmm. I nah, not Stephanie. I don't, especially, now I'm sorry, especially if I told anybody about it who could possibly get their hands on my bank account? Nah, just in case you flipped your little lid and you went a little buck wild. Nah, 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 me. Not I was, me. I was just trying to get the people to think that I was nice, too. See how you trying to <laughs> mess me up? Right here? <laughs> well, brother, I was well, going to make it like, like I told you to see a thug. I was trying to show my nice side. I do have a nice, warm, loving side as well. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I'm sorry. Not with my sixty-four thou. I ain't no. I ain't leaving it nowhere. I ain't leaving it under the mattress and don't check it. I ain't leaving it in the wall and don't check it. I ain't leaving it buried in the backyard and don't check it. I don't care where it is. Periodically, I'm just gonna glance on by and just take a little peek, raise that little curtain. Is it there? And then I'm going back and I'm going to read my Bible. Until now, mm-mm, I'm not going to be, <laughs> no. <laughs> Put it in the Bible. Put it in the Bible. <laughs> $64,000. When somebody look at my Bible and they see that it's that thick, no, nah, that ain't the same place to keep, the Bible, to keep your money. No, nah, not in the Bible. Mm-mm. Unless it's a $64,000 bill. Then that's a little different. No, All right, ladies. Uh, who's talking? I'm an iPad. Oh, yeah. No, you can't leave an iPad because I keep it open too much. That ain't going to work either. <laughs> All right, ladies. Now, regarding Miss Deja Taylor, who's the, the six-year-old mama's, mama's mom, boy's mama, they are really looking to smash her behind her weed usage. Now, can you believe that this is the angle they're taking now? They're gonna try. They're gonna try. They're going after the fact that on her her uh, application to get the gun that she said. Now let me read. They said the question was. Are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? And when it got to Section G and it asked that question, she said no. And now they are looking to smash her because she was actually a marijuana user. Shanties. I, you know, I, I was outside. I have to take care of something. I was like, what is a legal user? Like, what, 
I was mad when I heard that they asked it. First of all, it, it, this goes back to when I first heard that weed was going to be legalized. I said, yet again, you can't stop people from getting UIs. So now you're going to legalize weed and expect people to respect whatever. There, there are no guidelines. There are no That's like you say, everybody can, can have can have an orgy whenever and however they want, wherever, but here are the rules. There are no rules to this. There are no rules to drug use. And despite what we could, we, we smoke are the worst than crackheads. Despite what they believe, weed is a drug. Okay? So if anybody's listening who smokes weed, you are a drug user. Okay? How is it that you put this on an application, and like you said, Pastor Seth, you expect them to answer honestly and then there's no drug test being taken. What's the point in me putting this on an application and expecting everyone to be integral? I expect someone who gets high to have integrity. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand where the the mindset goes, yo. Like, come on. I feel like Brother Al, come on, people. Like, what are we doing? It's like you going to a wino and asking him questions and expecting him to be honest and, and stand by his answers. And you come back five minutes later and the answer is supposed to be the same. They're going to say whatever to get whatever it is they want. And I thought about the dram shop law. Dram shop law is if you um, drink somewhere at an establishment and you go and you get in your car and you kill someone or hurt someone, the victim or the victim's family can now go back into the establishment. And we've spoken about this plenty of times when we were talking about um, how all of these people who've been shooting up the schools and supermarkets or whatever, where they've been getting their guns from, to say these gun people who sell the guns need to be held liable. They need to be held liable because there is this way too much carelessness going on because you want to make a gun sale. So everyone uh, needs to be smashed when needs to go down. All right now. Lady Tamika. Now, they ask this question on the application, and they are now going to use her answer against her. What do you think? I'm not surprised. You know, they they have been taking their time because they're trying their best to get her on every avenue. I'm surprised that they didn't go further back you know, into other things, you know, her whole life now is on display, you know, um, because of that, you know, and they, they're going to utilize and um, that situation with her having the um, narcotic in the, in the car um, with her child as, as motivation, anything that she says literally can and will be held against her. Absolutely. Pastor Charlotte. I thought you were going to say it again. Um, why would you think that if I'm, I get high, I'm going to tell you the truth anyway? Why would you even, you know, like you said, why would they even ask the question? Um, but even that being said, that you got, they're going to find so many different ways. And, yes, they are going to open up her life. They're going to find out, you know, did she bring some brownies, you know, and that's why the kids was bouncing off the in the classroom for his birthday. You know how you do to celebrate the kids' little birthday, you know, because yeah. now it was around him. 
So he might have took it because it looked just like a brownie. Now he's eating it. Now you know what I mean. So she they gonna dig all the way back. Now her life, yes, is an open book now. But it's going one thing always triggers to something else, right? So if you lied on this, what else did you lie about? So that's how they're going to catch her. And, you know, and they not only for her, my concern is what are they going to do with the kid? So where did they, if you put him in foster care, now somebody else has got to take care of him. And now he has all of this anger and all these extra things inside him of stuff that he's accustomed to. So kids yeah. watch. We think that they don't watch, but they do. And they pick up things that we have taught them. But you know I say, don't do as I do, do as I say. Well, he's doing what he see. So she's got a lot of answering to do, a lot of answering to do. It's not finished yet because they're going to continue to dig into more of her past. And you can say, yes, I did it, but now what's the outcome? You wasn't thinking about your kid. So my concern is more or less not her. It's more or less about that six-year-old kid. that now he's going to go to school with our grandchildren. He's going to go to school. You know what I mean? He's walking the street, you know, and he's going to try to rob us old ladies. That, that's my concern of this six-year-old. What are y'all going to do with him? Because he has to be responsible as well. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I'll hold on to my close, uh, hold on to my comment for closing. But thank you so much, ladies. Boy, has this been some conversation today. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day. You all do the same. Still continue to feel better. Show the shout. Thank you very much. All right. Oh, you know what time it is. It's Thursday, the top of the hour, and we've got our Pray For Them segment. What you got, Shantice? Good morning. Good morning. We have Pray For Them when we are praying for a famous rapper that everybody knows, Lil Wayne. His real name is Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., and he's better known as Lil Wayne. He started out, backed that thing up. I know a lot of y'all, especially millennials and younger, even around your age, stuff, remembers that song. Um, then he started his own entertainment company, Young Money, and he's responsible for starting the careers of Drake, Nicki Minaj, um, Tiger, so on and so forth, who are also very established and very, very well-known rappers. Everybody knows Drake. Everybody knows Nicki Minaj. Everybody knows Tiger. But we're playing for Lil Wayne this week because apparently he has been suffering severely from memory loss. And he has epilepsy that he says a lot of people, it's just not reported in the news or, you know, in the blog. So a lot of people don't know that he has been suffering from epilepsy for some years now. And unfortunately, he has been suffering from memory loss and can't remember his own songs now. For those who know Lil Wayne, he is one of the dopest MCs, rappers that has been out. Not that's just out now, that has been out. He has had so many features on other artists' songs because of his style. Very, very unique. And to think he started out as the underdog. He started out as the underdog and superseded 
the other rappers in the Cash Money group that he started with. Um, so he has the epilepsy, which is a brain disorder where your nerve cell activity in your brain is disturbed, and that that causes recurrent, unprovoked seizures, meaning you don't have to do anything in order for these seizures to take place. And there is treatment for it, for this condition, but according to doctors and science, this can't be, like, fully cured. There's no such thing medically as really getting away with this and getting rid of this, I'm sorry. And I had no idea that there was different types of seizures. I had no idea, but I just really wanted to look that up yesterday and ended up using stuff like this blew my mind. So it doesn't state, like, which type of seizures he suffers from, but nonetheless, he's been suffering from it. So he did a, he had an interview with Rolling Stone magazine um, recently, and he was asked how he used his album, The Carter Three, which was released back in 2008. And The Carter Three was his most successful solo album. And he had a lot of features on that album from different artists. And one of the top features was Babyface. Everybody knew Babyface. Babyface with his song Comfortable. And for those who know Babyface, for him to partner up with an artist like Lil Wayne with like two different genres, you know, two different type of fan base. But if you haven't downloaded that song, listen to it, go do it. It was phenomenal. And when you're thinking about the Card 3, it won a Grammy, a BT, and an MTV award. And again, it was released back in 2008. But in 2020, that same album was certified six times platinum by the Recording wow. Industry Association. Wow. Yeah, wow, so wow. now was it his most successful solo album. But years later, it then was six times platinum, which meant it was still heavy rotation and heavy demand. So when Rolling Stone asked him, like, his views on that very, 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 very successful album, he said, quote, I'm going to be so honest with you. I don't know the Carter 3, the Carter 2, the Carter 1 from the Carter 4, and that's just my God's honest truth. You could lie. You could ask me about such and such a song. I wouldn't even know what we're talking about. So it holds no oh. significance to me at all. I believe that God blessed me with this amazing mind, but would not give me an amazing memory to remember this amazing stuff. Wow. And for those of us who know God, that doesn't even make any sense. Because why would God bless you again? If you have not listened to Lil Wayne's music, please go and listen to just two of his songs. He is dope. Why would God bless you with more talent like that for you not to remember what you just written or what you just recorded and then the success of your music? So he says that he doesn't have any plans to ever retire despite his health conditions. And he also stated, quote, when you're an artist, a real artist like myself, I was born this way. The real true artists and pioneers, they never retire. They die doing this, end quote. And many did die doing this, but many died remembering their success in who they perform with and all that also. So we know that a lot of these rappers, you know, smoke weed. And again, like I said, weed is looked at as nothing and it has no type of effect on me and I'm not addicted. And we've seen plenty of pics and videos and stuff of, you know, him and his entourage smoking. So I did some little quick, quick research. And when I looked this up, weed does contribute to memory loss. And weed does contribute to seizures, okay? 
because of the component in the compounds in the weed called THC, it has been associated with a possible increase in seizures. So not only are you smoking the weed already, but most likely, and I'm not around him, I've never been a part of his entourage, he's been backstage, but I think it might be safe to say that he may still dibble and dabble in weed despite him having these seizures. And I can help to increase and remember what we read, these seizures are unprovoked. So even with you being healthy a lot of the time, if you still have this condition and they want to act up, they're going to act up. So we need to lift him up in prayer. And one of the verses that came to mind was Mark 8, so 6. And I'm going to read it real quick with the message version. And it reads, what good would it do to get everything you want and lose you, the will you? And other versions it says, what is the profit of man to gain the world but lose your soul? And again, what does it profit for you to be this talented and successful and now you remember nothing when someone asks you about your own music, not even you being on another artist's song? So lifting him up in prayer, lifting up his mind, his desires, because a lot of times because they look at weed and other, you know, lifestyle things that they do, they don't make the connection as to how it contributes to any part of their health, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and with him, you know, referencing God, praying that he gets the opportunity to be introduced or reintroduced to God so he can really learn God for who he really is and what he really stands for, and that God will not give you something and then not give you the other part, so that would be an incomplete God and God is not incomplete. Um, also praying for, again, his team, anyone who is aiding him in doing anything that's going to contribute to him having any downfalls in his health, again, in any aspect. Um, praying for his children. He has children. Right now he has at least one adult child, and he has other children's children. So praying for them that he would even want to be better for them and show them a better way because when the microphone drops, and that recording studio sound goes out, you're still a man who has to deal with everyday things and real-life stuff. So definitely making sure that he also, you know, sobers up so that he can make sure he's a great father for those children and to properly co-parent with their mothers. And, you know, just praying again for his peers, that they pay attention to the proceedings and either want to fix what they're doing or not go in this direction. And, of course, for his fans, even though he's 40 years old, because of how nice he is lyrically and music-wise, he still has a lot of young fans. So praying that the fans don't idolize this, not just him, but his lifestyle, and think that, you know, whether it's a party or smoking weed or anything, is something that they should be trying to follow after. But, yeah, Pastor Steph, I, and this, I think, went perfect with <laughs> the health tips you were given this morning. So was lifting all of this up in prayer. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, let's yeah. Let's pray. Where's my uh... Heavenly Father God, we thank you for the ability to even see a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for just loving us, embracing us, and allowing us to not only enter into this day, but to see this day with brand new tender mercies, God. And we're thanking you, dear Heavenly Father, because only you could love us the way you do. And we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, that you have given us a life where we can survey and lift other people up, dear Heavenly Father, that there is a desire to see this world improve, God. And today we're lifting up Lil Wayne, 
Heavenly Father, you, you know ultimately the situation, God. You know, the, the word says, your word says, every good and perfect gift comes from you. Yeah. So even our, our, our ability to have this, this talent it comes from you. So we, we ask you, dear Heavenly Father God, to just cover this life in a special way. You know, this is an ill uh, individual. He's unhealthy. Um, even at his own admittance, you know, there's, there's a loss here. There's a loss here. And unfortunately, dear Heavenly Father, he can't even appreciate what you've given him, despite how he even looks at it. He can't experience mm-hmm. the that you've given to him because we don't take those gifts and give it to you. We take it and we give it to the world. And the world has the ability to dictate what happens with it. And, Lord, we're just asking you to just cover his, his life health-wise um, because this would give him an opportunity to turn all of those gifts and talents around and actually give it to you, dear Heavenly Father. The way it's blessed the world, it could, it, the, the, the success of one particular um, album, God, we couldn't even imagine what you could do with him if he were to turn and to give his life to you. Many years later, he has been able to bless and be blessed his family with whatever they need, you know, from his income, God. But the blessings that he could give to this world if he were to let you change his life, that's what we're looking at today, God. We're asking you, dear Heavenly Father, that the people that are surround him, God, be removed if they are not in you for you or about you, dear Heavenly Father, and that he would be surrounded with people that could direct him and point him and minister to him, dear Heavenly Father, to you, about you, the things that you do, the things that you've given, the things that you have allowed in his life, God. We know he's made some errors, God, but it's okay because you're a forgiving God. Our errors don't end our lives. Thank you. Thank you for your son who came for that particular purpose so that after the fall of Adam, we would not be condemned to sin and sin only. But he has an opportunity right now, God, that you could actually even turn his memory around. There's nothing you can't do, God, if that's what you want. So, Lord, we're asking you to even touch his children, the Heavenly Father. That one day he would look at them, whether it's the adult child or whether it's the little children, and realize that there is more that he has to offer them other than money, other than notoriety, other than fame. He has you to offer them. And we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, that he would love them the way you would have him to love them, not the way the world has taught us to love our children. We pray for the mothers of these children, dear Heavenly Father, who now have to accept a heavier load if this is where his life is headed, if this is where his life is right now, that they would seek you, dear Heavenly Father, 
and they could actually have an influence on his life just by what he's watching them do with his children. Just because he was connected with these women in a different way at one point. Just because he's still connected to them in a way. We ask you, dear Heavenly Father, that every dime he has would be given back to you. There's so much he could do to bless your kingdom, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we're asking for a complete turnaround according Mm. to your will, dear Heavenly Father. We know, again, that there is nothing you can't do. There's nothing you won't do. All the people who he has collaborated with, dear Heavenly Father, instead of them looking at him as a goldmine God, let them reach out to him and touch his life in a special way. Introduce him to the God that they know, the true and living God, God. Not this one that this world has known that calls on you when they need help, but they don't want you at any other time. That everybody who he's surrounded with, again, God, would exit his life if they're not for the best benefit of his life. Lord, we're asking that you be with his doctors, that you could even give them some concept as to what they can do with him that they could touch his life in a special way. We know that you can do that through your medical professionals, God. We're asking you to touch his life in every way from the crown of his head, God, to the sole of his feet, that we would hear a different report, that there would be a praise report in all of this. It ain't over till you say it's over because you own it all and you own all of us. We thank you for an opportunity to bring this life and all the other lives connected to him before you right now, God. We ask you that you bless our minds and bless our hearts and our spirits, that we would continue to have the love that you have for your people, and we would not think selfishly. In the name of Jesus, we glorify you today for this particular life, because it could be worse. But we are asking you to right now again according to your will and turn this all around if he's got this kind of influence if he can have these kind of sales he might lose a few but he would gain a whole lot more but he would possibly Mm. gain a life and that's what we're praying for today in the name of jesus we pray amen Amen. uh thank you thank you you're welcome you know, when you listen to, you know, the the uh, report of his life, you really, you know, it, it's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking because you can see the potential. And, you know, Shantice asked the question, and, and I want to say this. You know, God blesses us, but it's up to us to do with it what we're supposed to do with it. And God would not give it to us to take it from us. No. But when we don't do what we are supposed to do, he is at liberty to remove it. So it would not make any sense to us, you know, why would God give us something to take it back? That's not God. Because that would be like God changing his mind. 
But we do have to understand that every good and perfect gift comes from God, but it is our responsibility. Remember the story of the talents. I actually didn't realize that there were as many parables about the talents as there are in the Word of God. I thought it was just one until I read differently. You know, God speaks about this talent thing quite a bit. Jesus speaks about it quite a bit. And remember now, the talents are given according to who we are. So in other words, God just doesn't just blow a talent in the air and everything just falls. According to who you are, he gives you that. And you have a responsibility once you have it. Remember, the one that took and buried it, what did he get back? Nothing. It was given away. So when we get it, the ones who multiplied and used it, God blessed them and they got more. So that's exactly what's happening here. When you got the talents, yeah, you may have used it and it was multiplied, but what did you do with it? Because it could have only multiplied under the under the hands of God. God allowed that multiplication where you released a, a, a CD in 2008, but yet in 2020, over 10 years later, it still had a grand level of success. It was done so that you could give back to God. When he decided not to, not only is your success going to dwindle, but look at the quality of life. He has no memory. Who has that kind of success and doesn't want to be able to look back, you know, on what we've done or what we've accomplished? Whether we give it to God or not, whether we give the honor to God or not, we always want to think back on all the things we did. Not only will the memory of, of his success go, but the memory of his children's lives will go as well. You know, that's going to go right along with everything else. And remember now, if you don't have any memory of these things, you can't control anything either. Because you don't remember whether you sold five CDs or two, which means that <laughs> did you make $5 or did you make one? Do you remember who the people are in charge of your money? Do you remember anything? Do you remember where you put your money? I mean, this stuff, it, it wipes away the complete quality of your life. So when we say give your life to God, because later it's not promised to any of us, that has a bigger meaning than we think. Remember, you can be the walking dead. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Please uh, do not, do not, do not miss the opportunity to give Jesus your life right now. If you've already given Jesus your life, then Make it your business to enhance and improve and strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Thank you for listening and, and just helping us do what we do.
Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Freestyle Friday. Until then, I love you. Mm-hmm.